This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. It's Richard Grease with ScreenMaking.com. This is Stacy Marshall with Printware Magazine. Brian Walker with RTP Apparel. And you're listening to Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast? Podcast. Hosted by Aaron Montgomery and Terry Combs. Keep on listening. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome in to Two Regular Guys. It is Friday, January 21st, 2022. I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. Uh, as you're noticing, there's no Terry here today. Terry and Eric are actually at the Impressions Expo out in Long Beach, California. And uh, so they, they were unable to join us. So I will be uh, juggling and uh, doing all sorts of fun, neat tricks. But the cool part is, it doesn't really matter if I'm here or not because we have three amazing young ladies joining us here in just a moment. And we're going to talk about uh, things like, you know, how do they juggle so many things? So maybe I can learn to uh, do multiple things at once and, and just wearing all those hats that you have to wear as a small business owner. So uh, I am excited to be welcoming in Tanya Deutscher and Christine Shreve and Allison Banholzer. So they are in the wings, ready and waiting. So can't wait to uh, get them in here. But let me hit a couple quick things uh, before we do that. And say good morning to people that are checking in. Cindy King, good morning to you. And Todd, good morning. Todd's also out in California. Be heading over to Long Beach on Saturday. Uh, down at the Crystal Ninja location right now in San Diego, I believe. So saw some cool stuff going on over there. I got to see a little behind the scenes. That was kind of fun. And uh, good morning, Sandy. And uh, there we go. We've got Yosta checking in from Sweden. And Dean, good morning. Um, Todd says you are amazing at multitasking. I, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. There won't be as many cool uh, banner pop-ups or things in the chat. So you guys are going to just have to play along. I, I will do my best, but I'm, I'm excited to be here and I'm, I'm excited to welcome in this group. So really keep Terry and I out of the way is the best thing that, that could happen. So good morning, Kristen. And hello, Mary and Michelle. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for checking in. Love having the regulators along with us here this morning. So, um, Real quick news item for you, and not necessarily a, a full news item, but uh, we announced a, a little merch challenge over there on our Facebook page, and uh, I actually can put that into the comments, I believe. We'll see. Oh, maybe not. I thought I copied it, but apparently I did not. Uh, so we, yeah, there we go. You want to go over to facebook.com forward slash two regular guys. You might be there already, but uh, you can check out the post. But uh, we're looking for people to create a design and send their designs into us at info at two regular guys.com uh, by the end of the day at the end of the month here. So January 31st. And after that, we're going to kind of gather all the designs that we get together and we will show all those designs on the show on the 4th of February. And then we'll get a poll going to crown the winning design for the two regular guys. Uh, dad joke <laughs> t-shirt is what we're kind of going for. If you go look at the post, there was a, um, I periodically tell dad jokes, a picture of a periodic table. Anyhow, we won't get too deep into that. Um, so, and the opportunity here for those winners is they can be the exclusive provider of two regular guys merch for the 2022 uh, annual year there. And uh, they'll be promoted on the show as such and be able to sell anything they like and, and keep all the profits from that. Um, and there are some terms that apply that are listed in the post there. So if you want to go check that out, you can see it right there at uh, that, that our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash two regular guys. And there's the full link there. So that's what happened in kind of news wise. Wanted to share that. I uh, also have some more regulators checking in here. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning to my wife, Kylene. Hello, David Gross. Good, great to see you, sir. And um, yeah, Todd was talking about being over there at the Crystal Ninja location. Yep, helping with the build out and setting up for class tonight here. So cool, awesome class happening over there at the Crystal. You just go to crystalninja.com. You can check out some information on that. And Kessa, good morning. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, so since this is Women in Garment Decorating quarterly podcast here, um, instead of a dad joke, I asked Kylene for a joke. And uh, it, now it seems a little bit like a dad joke to me, but uh, this was um, approved by our son, Lewis. So maybe it's a Lewis joke. So we're going <laughs> to, we're and I don't have the little things to pop up on screen here. So I'm just going to tell you the joke. And here it is. What did one pencil say to the other pencil? 
drum roll. You're looking sharp. Okay. All right. So you guys can all be groaning there for a second. And while you're doing that, uh, I wanted to let you know, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in and checking out the two regular guys podcast. We're always looking for new guests to keep this rolling. We're just about ready to start our 10th season here on two regular guys uh, in, in uh, February 13th was the day we, we started. So after February 13th will be our 10th season starting so we are always looking for new guests if you or anyone you know would like to join us uh, just head over to the link and we'll see if i can get that pulled up we'll head over to the link calendly.com forward slash two regular guys with your show ideas and uh, if if you want to just recommend somebody to us feel free to email aaron at two regular guys.com but if uh, you're looking to jump on the show just pick a friday that works for you right off this calendar so it's calendly.com forward slash two regular guys the other thing i wanted to uh, share with you all is if you are listening to the podcast version of this we really would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys with your industry friends or, or any friends for that matter and that way they can also become regulators, just like all the regular listeners here. And if you can also give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, I, th I think we've got them all covered. I, I've yet to find a, a podcast player that we're not on anymore, thank goodness. So got all that up and going. And uh, so wherever you do your podcast listening, a review on there would be greatly appreciated. And uh, if you are tuning in to the live version, take just a quick moment here and uh, go out and share this hit the, hit the little share button down there and uh, share it with your friends and, and have them join us here. This is going to be a great conversation coming up here in just one moment. In fact, speaking of just one moment, we check in with the regulators a little bit, <laughs> Todd, his follow-up joke to the, the dad joke or the mom joke in this case might have been a little dull. Okay. All right. Uh, First time listener, Babette, thank you for tuning in. You are in for a treat then. So let's get right to it here. I am going to welcome our rock stars in here. So let me start clicking some buttons. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome in Tanya, Christine, and Allie. How is everybody doing this morning? Wonderful. All right. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. Well, uh, we, we talked about introductions. Do we really need them? And then we kind of said, probably not. You know, these these people are known. But just in case anybody's been living under a rock in, in our industry world here, why don't you guys start us off by just giving a quick uh, who you are, what your company is, what you do. Uh, Tanya, can we start with you, please? Sure. Um, I'm in Fairmont, Minnesota, and I own the Visual Identity Vault and Gracie B. Doodle Designs. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Allie? Uh, I'm Allie Banholzer. I own Wear Your Spirit Warehouse. We're located in Southern Maryland, about 45 minutes out of D.C., and we do apparel decorating and promotional items. We have about seven lines of production in-house, so if you can decorate it, we do it. Awesome. I love it. Great job. And then Christine? Uh, Christine Shreve. I own Christine Shreve Consulting. I'm also the Director of Marketing and Outreach for Applique Getaway and LinneyPinney.com. Um, I write for Graphics Pro Magazine. I have a show of my own called Women in Business, and I'm the founder of the Women in Garment Decoration Facebook group. <laughs> And this show. <laughs> well, and yes, the the original version of this show, yeah, I did for a couple of years. She did, yes. Yeah, it was awesome and got this going for us. So we really appreciate that. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to try to uh, make sure I stay out of the way here because uh, I can't wait to get into this. I, I'm really excited about talking to this because when I talk to people out there, one of the big challenges that everybody has is the fact that. Um, they can be overwhelmed, right? As business owners and, and all the other things that you guys do in your lives, you, you understand that. So, um, so a lot of people get into our industry because of the activity, right? The creativity, maybe it's creating artwork or maybe it's maybe the marketing side, whatever it is for them. So maybe let's start here. What's, what's your favorite part of being a business owner and, and, and then maybe also share what your least favorite part of it all is. So, Christine, can I start with you, please? Um, favorite part for me, and we have to preface this just a little bit with I'm atypical in that I don't do any of the stuff that most sure. of the people in the industry do. Yep. I just kind of, we don't really know how I got here, but you're <laughs> stuck with me now. Yeah. But 
my favorite part of having my own business is really the freedom that I have. Previously, I had always worked for someone else and sure. I was usually in a forward facing sort of job. Yeah. So I had to be concerned with image and all that kind of stuff. Now that I'm just me, I can do what I want and I don't have to worry mm -hmm. about it reflecting on anyone but me. So I love that. Least favorite part right now, trying to keep myself organized is a real pain because opportunities keep coming in and deadlines and meetings and you have to make sure that you remember to show up for all that stuff. <laughs> and sometimes that's a little, I organize other people really well. I'm not so great at organizing myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's fairly a typical thing too. I think we all can yeah. like, Oh, I can help somebody else. But then when you look at yeah. your own world, but, but you do a, a fantastic job keeping that all together. So, well, and I should say, I'm so not complaining. Anybody who wants to have a meeting or offer me a writing gig or whatever, please do. I will put it on my calendar. I promise. <laughs> the opportunities are still flowing in. I keep them Definitely. coming. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Allie, how about you? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, similar to Christine, we all have some of the same challenges, but my favorite part about the business for me is really looking at data and problem solving for systems to make things more efficient and uh, better customer service and things that way. I don't really, in I shouldn't say this very loudly, I don't really... <laughs> enjoy interacting one-on-one -on -one with customers. I love interacting and networking and meeting them, sure. um, but I like being behind the scenes where I can improve their experience with the customer through looking at how we're doing things. So that's my challenge. I love the challenge of it and, and doing it. Yeah. Um, my least favorite thing right now is really the struggles we're having in the industry with supply chain and turnaround times due to supply chain. Um, it's driving up costs significantly. Um, and I'm not enjoying those challenges. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, the thing I know about you, Allie, is that you you do have this amazing sense of the data of the, um, you know, keeping track of all that and and systems. So how, how have those kind of systems had to change based on these challenges? I mean, I imagine you're putting in some effort there, too. Yeah. So the biggest thing is that we had the systems in place. Um, to collect data analytics before COVID hit. Yeah. So we were able to look at that as COVID came on and now two years in to see how that has really impacted our business and be able to adjust quickly with pricing or uh, responsiveness to customers or moving certain customers to online stores. The biggest thing for us is, you know, as an industry, we've had a 42% increase in our costs of goods sold since January of last year. And if you haven't done the data and you haven't looked at it and you don't know that all of a sudden you're working for nothing or yeah. you're working at a loss. And so yeah. um, for me, it's important to have that both production numbers and sales numbers and cost of goods sold numbers and being able to be really responsive within, you know, a couple of weeks versus looking back at the end of the year and going, gosh, I should have changed this 12 months ago. <laughs> yes, yeah, a really good point. And I, I think that's a huge point for people to take here is, is you know, to have that data and, and then react to it as needed. It, you know, it's one thing to say, yeah, prices are going up, but what do you do? What do you do about that? You know, and, and how do you, because I knowing you, you've gone and then kind of had those conversations with your customers. How can we do this together this is the reality 42 percent increase of my costs um and so how do we how do we do this right that that's kind of where you've had headed with this yeah and and even to take it a step further and i don't mean to hijack and take any of tanya's time but um <laughs> to take a step further yeah you can look at your cost of goods sold and that's an easy number to pull out of your bookkeeping system really but now sourcing products what used to take an hour yeah. to place your orders to source might be taking six hours yeah but you don't know that and now that's labor whether you're paying yourself or you're paying somebody else to to do your ordering i'm now paying six hours of labor versus an hour of labor and if you don't know those numbers you don't know on average how long it took your procurement people to place your orders then you know you're just you're throwing money into a hole yeah, for sure. Big black hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big black hole that's not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Allie, we could sit and uh, data geek out here for a while. But yes, we do want to get to Tanya. But there's plenty of time for everybody. So no problem. You guys just keep it coming. <laughs> Tanya, you're up. <laughs> um, my favorite part I have, too. Um, one is networking with people within the industry. Women in Garment Decoration has been huge for that. I've made some amazing friends who I work with on sometimes a daily basis. 
um, other people in the industry. Um, also just pushing myself forward to put myself out there because that hasn't always been the easiest thing for me. Sure. And then if I could design all day, I would be super happy, but that's yeah. not part of it. Yeah. Um, as Jay reminds me. <laughs> Excuse <And> me. <laughs> my least favorite is um, anything with the numbers. And sometimes like Allie, I love my customers, but going through the whole process, I tend and I'm very well aware of this, I tend to muck up the process. Yeah. So I always explain that I would much rather hand you off to someone that is trained to get you through that process and knows the ins and outs of everything rather than me trying to insinuate myself in there and being like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a really important point too. I think people can take away here is that, you know, kind of understanding what, what your strengths, you know, favorite, least favorite, because the reality is typically our least favorite things are the things that we're not good at either. Right. So right. knowing, knowing your limitations and being able to, you know, pass that, do something different, you know, focus on different areas, I think is hugely important, Tanya. So thanks. When, when we were starting, Jay and I were very much, he was business and I was, creative and production because yeah. actually when we started, we were in our garage. I kicked him out of our garage. Like we're going to get divorced. If you don't get out of here, I'll stay out of your way. You stay out of my way. And it worked really well. But as yeah. we've grown, we've had to kind of get over that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys seem to be doing well with that though. So that's, that's a good, good transition. Well, Tanya, you brought up uh, the women in garment decorating group. So I want to just real quick throw back to Christine here. When, when you started that group, kind of what, what was the philosophy there and, and how has that evolved since that? Because it's been, what, three, four years now? Has that been that long or maybe it's less than that? I, I'm putting you on the spot so it doesn't. <laughs> I honestly don't. I, I'm going, um, it's two or three, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But that's I honestly I mean. don't remember exactly. Sure. sure I that's think okay. it's a little over two, Christine, because I, I think came you're in right. when it was fairly new. And then Jay had his heart attack. Yeah. Gotcha. I think okay. you're right. It was before COVID. So yeah. 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 But I think it's it the marker now. <laughs> it was the first or second, the genesis of the idea was the first or second women in garment decoration panel podcast that I did here. Yeah. And somebody said we should have a group. And I went, oh yeah, we really should. And so I started a group thinking, eh. I'll start a group and see what happens. Yeah. Two years later, we have 1,100 members and growing. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, I like to think it's a great resource for people in the industry. And I'm really proud of what we do there, which mm -hmm. is support each other and help each other and answer questions for each other and have each other's backs and hopefully get united to get more of women's voices out in the industry. That's yeah. the end goal. And that's really the focus for this year is I'm stepping up a little bit, talking about women's issues more. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's fantastic. Good. Awesome. Okay. Well, I, I want to kind of shift gears just a hair because as we talked about, I know you all Christine, the list of things, and I know you guys all wear a lot of different hats when it comes to your responsibilities in your business, in your life and things like that. Um, but the other thing that is really cool about this particular panel is you guys are all very unique in, in your businesses as well. You know, so I'd like to maybe get from you guys, what are some of the unique challenges that you face with business ownership and, and your career. So what were, you know, what are some of those challenges and then how do you deal with them? Maybe would be a, a great thing to help our listeners kind of learn from. So, uh, Allie, can I start with you? Sure. Um, well, you know, I think a lot of people that are watching know my story, but, um, my husband passed away, uh, five years ago while serving on active duty in the air force. And, uh, he was never part of the business. He was busy being an Air Force officer, but mm -hmm. that was a significant impact on the family and what I was going to do and things that way. I don't think being women specifically, I do think women juggle a lot. Um, they have different responsibilities or different expectations, maybe at home that are pulling sure. at them and things that way. But I think we all juggle things and it's finding, I hate to say the word balance because I don't think there's really a balance. I think sometimes I'm very business focused, sometimes I'm very family focus, but there's never this exact split. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, I'm looking back now. So my youngest child is now 18 years old. She's a senior in high school and getting ready to launch off to college, which means I'm soon an empty nester. Um, I'm going to be all by myself, which means I could really give many, many, many more hours to the business. Yeah. But I'm also looking at, is that what I want to do? Is that healthy for me and my mental health? And I'm kind of rambling and I apologize, but That's okay. at this point, it's, I'm very retrospective. I'm looking one child's off in college. One's about to be off in college. Hmm. What do I want it to do? What do I want to be? How long do I want to do it? And looking back the the really high highs and the really low lows of building the business then my husband getting sick, I all but shut down the business and then deciding if I wanted to um, open it back up. And yes, I did. And then juggling that and balancing that. Um, so for me, I would say my number one challenge is deciding really how many hours am I working this business every week? Am I bringing it home on the weekends? And do I want to start venturing off into other areas, education, teaching? You know, I've done some stuff with you, Aaron. Uh -huh. um, I've done some other podcasts. Um, and I think we all have those struggles. And and I don't think it's all that different. But yeah, balancing family, balancing kids, yeah. balancing a business, which is, you know, almost like another child. Yep. Um, and then I really take a lot of pride in the health, mental health and physical health of my employees. So I have 14 employees. Five of them are high school students. Nice. Of those five, three are seniors and heading off to college themselves. So investing time in my employees um, and being connected with them almost as a mom to all of them. <laughs> uh, but again, not getting drawn so far in that it takes away from from my own kids. I don't know yeah. if I really answered your question. No, but... I think you, I think you did. I, I think that totally. But it is that juggle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that you mentioned that about balance, right? I, I, I do think that that gets kind of lost in translation sometimes where people will go, oh yeah, I've got to have this work-life balance. Right. And, and it's not, you're not going to have 50% at work and 50% at home or whatever. It's a cycle, right? I mean, when business has got to be tended to, you focus on that and then you take that opportunity when you need to focus on the family to do that. And I think that's really important for people to understand, but then tying that back to what you said about making sure that you're also evaluating, you know, what's important to you. You as a soon to be empty nester, like you said, you could really <laughs> go all in on this, but is that ultimately what you want to be doing? So I think that's huge for people to think about. Allie, thank you for sharing all that. Awesome. All right. Well, a couple quick comments here and then we'll get to Tanya. And um, so this is back to, uh, to what Christine was talking about earlier about, uh, being able to help others, but not always <laughs> number one there. Dean's with you on that. And then uh, Todd mentioned what you were talking about, Allie, the, the new denocation of before COVID and, and after COVID, right? <laughs> All right. And then uh, Dean says, trust me, you're never an empty nester. All right. <laughs> Sounds like he knows from experience. All right. So Christine, how about you? Those kinds of same questions, some conversation there over those kind of unique challenges and, and what, what you do to overcome those? Honestly, I would have to agree with Allie a bit that balance is an issue. My yeah. issue is I'm very comfortable with the work part. It's the personal life part that I don't do so well. So I tend to be very work focused and yeah. work is where I feel confident and work is where I feel good. So I'm like, I'm just going to work all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a realization that I've come to that, as Allie was saying, that's not necessarily healthy. Yeah. And you need to be aware of that. So that's something that I have to work out. There's anybody who is familiar with me knows that I've talked about some of the mental health issues I have and some of the personal stuff that I'm working through. So that's part and parcel of that. But mm -hmm. so I think that's one of my challenges is realizing that you can't work all the time. The other one that I'm finding has become a challenge for me since I started working on my by myself or with people who aid and abet my ideas <laughs> is that I can have target confusion really, really fast yeah. because I will have five new ideas every day and they're all really cool and I want to do them all and I'm so excited. And then somebody needs to kind of step in and go, okay, but you can't do <laughs> you can't do all that. And thank God I do have some wonderful people in my life who will say, that sounds really cool. What time are you going to do that in? 
I'm like, well, cutting out sleep altogether, right? Yeah, you know, if I don't sleep for like five days, it could work. <laughs> it can make it happen. But, oh, nice. but I think, and that's also, I think, something that's a problem for a lot of people when they, especially if they have previously worked for someone else and yeah. someone else was setting the agenda, and then you start working for yourself and you suddenly have all the freedom. You can do anything you want. Yeah. But anything you want can quickly be an avalanche if you're not careful. So that's the thing that I'm still trying to learn a little bit is I don't have to chase every idea and not every idea is going to be the right thing to do right now. It might be something that we go, that's really cool. Let's think about it in a year or whatever. And by we, Mm -hmm. I mean, for Lindsay Salcedo, who is the the founder of Applica Getaway and the yeah. owner of Lenny Penny, she's heard a lot of me going, we should do this. We should do this. <laughs> she's like, yeah. <laughs> I love can, it. Can I piggyback on that for just a second? Yeah, please. Sure. So entrepreneurs, so Christine's kind of hit the nail on the head. As entrepreneurs, um, a lot of times you're either a visionary or an executor. And mm-hmm. I tend to be a visionary. I come up with a lot of ideas, but I finish nothing. I start a lot and I finish nothing. So one of my keys to that is partnering with somebody that's an executor, um, not execute me, but execute. <laughs> <laughs> I can execute my ideas yeah. because otherwise, yeah, I got a lot of great ideas, but they're another, never going to come to fruition. So knowing your, well, your strengths and weaknesses to be able to do that is key. And I have to, I just want to piggyback on what Allie just said. So we're just going to have a mutual piggyback thing. (laughs) Because one of the things that I have found is exactly what she said, Lindsay, that I just mentioned, she, her skill set and my skill set are totally complementary. So the stuff that she doesn't want to do, I love. And the stuff that she does, I don't like and don't want to do. So we figured out that we can work together and we're much, much more than we could be on our own. Yeah. But finding those people is yeah. huge. Yeah. You And finding those people is not as easy sometimes as you would like it to be. But <laughs> if you can find them, completely amazing. Yeah. Well, and finding them, but also mm-hmm. recognizing that just because you don't have I don't have that trait to finish it. It doesn't mean I'm failing at something. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Awesome. Wow. Amazing stuff. You guys, this is incredible. Tanya, are you ready? <laughs> um, yeah. Along those same lines, yeah. I think that Jay has always been the person to execute and yeah. I've been somewhat more idea. Although when he has an idea, it tends to be a huge idea. Um, I struck. Sorry, I totally got sidetracked. What was the question? <laughs> no, just the, the, the unique challenges. and, and challenges. But feel free to keep going with the, yeah, I mean, wherever you want to go is totally fine. But yeah, challenges was. The so question. for me, I've always been really work focused. Yeah. Um, work has been really important. Even when my kids were at home, they came to things with us because we did a lot of on-site stuff. Nice. Um, but then these last two years, I talked to Chris. I had a really long talk with Christine yesterday. I've been basically putting out fires for two years since Jay's heart attack. And now he's stepping back from the business and I'm stepping forward. And part of me is like, what the heck does that look like now? And it can be overwhelming and come from a place of fear. And so I'm glad I have people like Christine and other people, other ladies that I can be like, please tell me I'm not going to end up in a rubber room. (laughs) Um, And then being aware of my own health challenges now, you know, I almost didn't make the show today because I had to have a CT scan this morning Um, and actually taking the time for myself to step back and evaluating what does the future look like? What could I do um, to make life easier for me? I'm not going to be able to screen print anymore. It's just too difficult and too painful for me. So we're going to have to find someone and that's not easy right now either because people don't want to work. Yep. That's a whole nother avenue of life right now that I'm not sure why people don't want to work. But um, if I could find that one young person that wants to like learn a skill and a trait, I would totally tra- train them or have them go to training and yep. take that over. And then that would make our business that much better. Um, so those are the things I struggle with of yeah. recognizing that, I'm getting older. I turned 50 this year. 
um, and those health challenges, Jay's health challenges, and that we're not going to be able to keep up the pace that we have for the last 16, 17 years yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because doing all of those things, and, and I think what I'm hearing is, you know, a big part of this is really kind of understanding what's important and, and picking mm -hmm. out the priorities and things like that. I, you mentioned, you know, having a hard time finding young people that are willing to work and stuff like that. I mean, and to me, that's where like, I look at something like I got involved, I'm even more involved in like a skills USA. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do we create these young people then that are going to yes. want to be, be part of this industry and have the same kind of passion that we all do to mm -hmm. not only do the work, but then to, come in, share, do things like this. It's, uh, um, it, it takes more work there. So you're adding one more thing to your plate. So, um, mm -hmm. very, very interesting ideas and, yeah. and very thought provoking from, from all of you guys. Thank you. In fact, I wanted to share a quick regulator comment here. Barb said, uh, Christine spot on with the ideas. I have a running list and keep a notebook by my bed. I have a calendar to execute ideas into projects. Like Christine said, you can't do every idea that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who the quote is from, uh, one of these self-help kind of guys that I follow, but he, he talks about the fact that you need to learn to say no to the good things so you can say yes to the great things. So a little, little thought there. I love that. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah. And, and no is a, a, for a two letter word, it's certainly hard as hell to say. How about that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe um, I'm kind of going off off the rails here a little bit, but maybe talk about that, right? When we get all these ideas, um, have you guys come up with any techniques to be able to say no? So maybe Christine, you, you start us off with that. Um, well, what Barb said, I have a similar notebook. It's actually, well, it's not really a notebook. It's like a document on my computer, but mm -hmm. I have a list of, I have like, you don't even want to know how many book ideas I have <laughs> right now. And then, you know, other things. And the other thing too, I think is that I have found works really well for me is having trusted people that you can go to and say, look, I'm thinking about this. I really want to do this. Tell me, am I being completely insane? Is this, you know, and if, if they're the right people that you're asking, they're going to give you an honest answer. And sometimes the honest answer is, are you insane? <laughs> do you really think you need to do that? But the other thing too, that I think people who are idea fountains need to really remember is that sometimes the reason you keep creating the ideas is because you're scared of completing this stuff or implementing the stuff that you really care about doing. Yeah. So you keep coming up with new things. So you never have to actually put anything out there and say, I did this, this is my thing. Yeah. And that's something that I am still dealing with and I'm 52 for God's sakes, but yeah. Wow. So I think that's, that's something that you need to be aware of too, is if you're constantly percolating new ideas and you're never getting anything through to the end, that maybe you need to look at why you keep coming up with new ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. a great point, Christine. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Sure. All right. Well, Allie, what, uh, what are some of the techniques that you use for kind of uh, prioritizing and then saying no and that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm not great at saying no, but for prioritizing, um, one of the things I had to learn, and I wish I had learned it far earlier in life, was that Christine's system or Tanya's systems or Aaron's system may or may not work for me. Yeah. A lot of pros will put out systems. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going all in on their system. It's going to work this time. And then it fails miserably. What I have learned is my brain really doesn't work like most people's. <laughs> yep, yep. And so it took me a really long time to figure out, okay, what does work for Allie? Yeah. Um, and for me, it's a couple of things. I have a morning routine. It's about five items that I do that um, the alarm goes off. I don't hit snooze. And that's actually, there's a lot of neuroscience behind that. When you hit your snooze button, you reset your sleep your sleep pattern and you actually make yourself tired for the whole day because then when you do get up, you've interrupted the sleep cycle. You haven't wow. gotten that full sleep. So um, no snooze alarms. When the alarm goes off, I make myself get out of bed no matter how tired I am. Yeah. I do a little bit of exercise. I do a little bit of meditation. I take a moment to send somebody a message of gratitude or inspiration. 
And then I sit down with my note, my planner for the day. For me, it has to be a paper planner because there's a connection between handwriting and what gets imprinted on my brain. If I do it digitally, it just doesn't work for me. I do translate it digitally so that my staff can see it. They can see my calendar and see what my day looks like. Um, But like exercise, I learned this hack a while ago. I can't even remember who gave me this hack, but it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, I should go exercise and all that. The night before you're like, yep, I'm getting up in the morning. I'm going to go do it. (laughs) And in the morning you're like, yeah. So I put my tennis shoes on the toilet because the first thing I have to do in the morning is go to the bathroom. (laughs) And it is a visual reminder. I have to move my tennis shoes to be able to go to the bathroom. And then I'm looking at those tennis shoes going, okay, yep, I'm going to go work out. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's a great hack. (laughs) My planner is right on a desk that's in my room. Like I walk by it to go into the bathroom. So it's right there. Um, And then this is a standard. I I don't know whether it's getting things done or one of them, but I pick my three rocks. Um, You know, there's a saying, what gets scheduled gets done. So what are my my biggest three priorities for the day? What do I have to accomplish? And I write them down and I schedule them specific hours in my calendar. Um, And I hit those first. And then all the other ideas are the bonus. Yeah. Um, and get to those other things. That's great. But I've accomplished at least those three most important things every day. And, um, and then the no just comes down to when people come in and say, um, can you do this? Or can you do that? I kind of look at it and go, sometimes I'll show my planner. I'm like, yeah, you're like, no, <laughs> tell, me how, tell me how I should do this today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So. Nice. Awesome. Well, there's some great tips and, and ideas there, Ali. Thank you. All right, Tanya, what about for you? How, how, how do you kind of uh, work through that prioritization and, and, you know, what, any tips for helping people learn to say no? <laughs> well, my, my word for the year is proactive. And so nice. far I'm failing because I <laughs> we just right. had this conversation yesterday, actually with Christine and with Jay, because I feel like a pinball. So I'm taking notes on what Allie does, because I think that that could really <laughs> be helpful for me. Nice. And I need to come up with that that system. I've always had the go with the flow mentality and it's worked up until now. And now that Jay is stepping back, I need to be better about being really realistic. We used to try to do everything that everyone wanted um, when we first started out. And that's not a good way to operate a business because the, the onesie twosie orders tend to be the ones that, and not all of them, but are also the people that are super picky and have a gazillion changes and you end up making no money on that project. And it's not all about the money, but you also come away with a really bad feeling of that project going, I, that just was a total waste of my time. So really trying to target what you're going to do. Like we switched from sports, which was our bread and butter for years until a company came in and signed contracts with all the schools to more business to business. And now we're adding in um, not only the business to business, but more of a boutique feel on our on a separate page um, to geared more towards women. And so it's really, you know, being realistic of you want that by tomorrow. Sorry, I'm that's yeah. just not going to happen. And being able to relay that in a way that's not condescending or like, are you freaking kidding me? What are you thinking? <laughs> um, and that's a hard skill set to to manage because like my facial expressions give away <laughs> everything. And so really honing that in and being like, you know, I would really love to do that, but it's just not possible. Sure. And for these reasons, can we look at a different way or do you absolutely need it by this deadline? Maybe you should go check out one of the other people in town because we do refer people to the other businesses. There's five businesses in town that do what we do. And so we might not be the right fit for everyone. And it's recognizing that fact. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And I also love you said earlier, you know, it's, it's not about the money, but I think that, you know, when, when you look at a project that, that, profit that you know what you make from it is mm-hmm. kind of a measuring stick and it's and so it's not about the money but it's about the fulfillment of of what it is mm-hmm. that you're able to do you know 
can I help that person with a, a challenge and make it worth my time as well? And I, I think that's an important fact mm -hmm. for people to remember that just because you're focused on the profit doesn't mean that you only care about the money. Right. Can, can yeah. I jump on that? And I'm yeah, going to be unpopular. I'm going to be unpopular for a minute. That's all right. And, and I agree that it's not always about the money. Sometimes it's education and training, and sometimes it's doing something good for your community. I absolutely mm -hmm. agree with that. But particularly as women, and this, this is the women in garment decorating, yeah. we are raised to be giving and caring yes. and nurturing and all of that. And at the end of the day, it is a business. Why is it not about the money? That's a good point. Nice. I like True. it. True. Thank you, Allie, because yes. I was going to say it if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I love it. And and so not unpopular, very, very popular. Let's go with that. Yes, I meant on those those smaller, those smaller yeah, jobs absolutely. as a whole. You know, we are going through um, with our sales. We're being more we're looking at those numbers, which we may not have done in the past. And that's in large part, Allie, because I met you and I'm like, Allie focuses on the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and look at those and even though i'm not a numbers person at all i'm beginning to understand and i can at least tell okay we didn't make profit this month and yeah. we've got to do something to step up our game mm -hmm. what can we do differently what can we help our salespeople with um those types of things because yeah. we do have to make a profit or we're going to be out of business and the people that we employ they're going to be out of their livelihood well, and I want to jump on this, too, because what Allie said is exactly true, especially as women. We are told we're supposed to caretake. We're supposed to not worry about getting compensated. And a lot of times we're expected to donate our time and our effort and our expertise to care for children, to care for elderly parents, to do, you know, to be on the PTA or whatever it is. And so we need to remember that it, no if you're running a business if you're doing it you're doing it for a number of reasons and one of them can be the money and that's fine and if you're selling your services you should get paid what they're worth yeah. and don't let other people tell you that you shouldn't yeah and that's something that a lot of women it's probably one of the main questions that i hear when i do a show or when i do a seminar or whatever a lot of people, how do I ask for what I, how do I ask for the price that I want? Or I yeah. can't possibly ask for the price that I want. Yeah. So we need to take the idea that wanting to be compensated appropriately for the work that you're doing out of, the, that that's a bad thing. We need to take that out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that I, was I a little incoherent, but I think I got there at the no, end. No, <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I maybe just kind of a follow up here then to kind of think about this. Do you think taking that one step further then and, and saying, okay, it, you know, it is a business, right? And, and we need to charge what we're worth. But do you guys think that taking that one step further and going, okay, what does this money mean to me, my family, what, whatever it is that's important for, for you, do you think taking that one step further is helpful in overcoming that? Or are there some other technique so christina can i just go back to you here first and then we'll go i around? think i think yeah that's that's a useful thing to parse out for yourself is what can this money do for me yeah but i think here's the thing that bothers me about that a little bit if we were having this conversation with all males that probably wouldn't necessarily come up that there is a prevailing cultural theory that men are supposed to earn money and they deserve to earn as much money as they can. And it's kind of a, which I'm not saying this is right either, but it's also almost kind of a, if you're a high earner, then, you know, you're the, you're the main man or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And for women, it's more, are you pretty? Are you thin? Are you, you know, nobody's really looking at women and going, well, are you smart? Can you run a business? Do yeah. you have skills that people want to pay for? All these kind of things that, and whether we like it or not, money is a measuring stick in this society. Yeah, it, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it is a measuring stick. And, you know, and it's also freedom. If you have the money to pay your bills, if you have the money to take care of a health crisis, if you have the money to take a vacation and live in a safe area, and not have to worry about how you're going to eat this week. Yeah, there's a freedom in that. 
And trust me, I have been the person who had no money. This is way better. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, the the days when I was scrounging for pop cans so I could eat something, that's not fun. And yeah. if you're mm-hmm. trying to do that and work a minimum wage job and go to school and get ahead, that's hard. Yeah. So money is a measuring stick. And it's also, a, in some sense, a kind of freedom. Yeah. So, you know, we need to take ownership of that as women, that... Yeah we should want to earn what we're worth and we should be okay with having the trappings of doing well at what we do. Sure. You know, houses, vacations, Mm -hmm. nice cars, pretty clothes, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And that, and I say that (laughs) not in a materialistic sense, but this is one of the ways that we measure people in America, in the world. Yeah. So that's the reality. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, so, I'm a no, little passionate on no, this. No, for subject. sure. That, that's why. That's why I asked the question. I, um, and so I guess Christine, what you're saying is, you know, kind of owning that, right? Just owning that fact and not necessarily kind of worrying about, like you said, what what's being put on on us on women by society, but owning right. the, them their own place in and what well, they want for I mean, them, right? If you have guys that are earning, you know six figures or billions of dollars a year, they are probably not sitting if they were to do a podcast like this, they're probably not sitting and talking about how it's not about the money. That wouldn't even come up. It's the Hmm. same thing with when I talk about women's issues, like um, having more female speakers or having a more diverse speaker panel at trade shows. And then I always seem to have to follow that up with, but we don't hate men. (laughs) <laughs> that should just be a given. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate men. Men are men are lovely. I like men very much. But I think there are changes that need to be made. Sure. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing with when women talk about money, we almost always have to either say it's not about the money or apologize for doing well and making money. Sure. And that's okay. frankly boring. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. And to Good. take it out of being a male female issue too let's remember those those one-off jobs they come to us we've been doing this we've all been in this industry for years and years now right i've been doing this for 17 years so you know somebody comes to me and says i want a name on a stocking embroidery i know exactly how long it's going to take i know how long it's going to take me to set it up it's really not that hard of a job but remember they came to me to do it because they couldn't Mm -hmm. they couldn't do it (laughs) and so it has to be worth my time and energy to do it. Mm, and right, you know, right. we went from charging like $8 to put a name on a stocking to like $25. And people are like, you charge $25 to put a name on a stocking? I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to stop my machine and put one item on, it has to be worth the time because, you know, yeah. what what other profits could I be making in that 15 minutes to do this? Yeah, so, that's awesome. That's a great. Again, great that comes from the data. It comes from the data. Yeah, that's right. Get that data. I love it. Awesome. All right. Tanya, anything that you want to share on that before we move forward here? No, just, well, yeah. Um, what Allie said about the stocking and charging more, we were really horrible at that for a long time because we just, you know, wanted to make everybody happy. Yeah. And so this year, Courtney, who is my, my right hand, um she's like we're gonna charge more for this because i have to switch out potentially thread i have to put on a different thing i know nothing about our embroidery stuff other than they're downstairs and we have some we have four machines um so i'm like yeah let's let's do that and we weren't charging enough for some of the other you know like the sublimation items sometimes that's a one-off thing sometimes it's you know a whole huge big order and we just really had to start looking at the numbers and focusing on that instead of just giving giving things away. And then on another topic, you know, people come in every day of, can you donate? Can you donate? Can you donate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've taken the position that if you're not going to come to us and even give us a chance at your jobs, I'm sorry, we're not going to donate. Yep. And then they take that back to their board and it's starting to make a bit of an impact of, you know, we really can't be asking our community members to donate to our cause if we're taking everything out of town. Yeah, yeah. 
And that was a hard decision to make as someone that's community minded and loves the community. But we can't just give and give and give and give and never get anything in return. Yeah. Yep. I I think that's a hard concept for especially small businesses or um, someone who has a business in their home that's asked that. They think that they need to just keep giving and keep giving. But if they're never going to get it in return, then they really need to reconsider that and maybe not be mean about it, but say, you know, hey, next time you have an opportunity, let me know. I'll at least give you a quote and then I'd be more apt to give to you in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Great tips, you guys. This is fantastic. All right. I've got one more one more area I want to cover because we're running out of time. We're going to go into bonus time, (laughs) but that's totally okay. Um, Here's. So we talked a little bit about balance already and, and, you know, family, personal life, business, all that kind of stuff. Um, But I want to go a little bit deeper on that. You know, I I think Allison started us off with some great thoughts about that, right? That balance is really kind of a myth if you're thinking of it as a completely equal, you know, everything, everybody gets eight hours, eight hours, eight hours, right? So um, maybe Tanya, you can start us off here if you don't mind. What, what, how do you manage that? Right, right. Where do you get to this point of feeling balanced? Not again, not all things being equal, but where you you're feeling like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do for me in all the different areas of my life. Honestly, I normally fail on that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I think um, most of us do. <laughs> but I'm working on it. I actually yeah. got sent home yesterday, <laughs> even though I'm the boss. <laughs> Um, because I was letting everything get to me and I literally, my mental health was not good. I was very angry about a couple of things and Jay and Courtney came to me, even though Jay stepped back, he's still here because he Mm -hmm. likes to be, he misses us. (laughs) Um, he's like, you need to just not be here right now. If you want to go home and design, if that's going to make you happy, go do that. What's here is going to wait. We don't have anything that you know customers are going to be angry about but i think that you need a break yeah and so i need to get better and that's part of what i had a conversation with christine yesterday i need to make a schedule and i need to adhere to it i need to make time to go exercise to meal prep to do those things that are going to help improve my health issues because they're not going to go away yeah um but to try to at least attempt to have a little bit more balance so i don't feel like my i'm always an empty cup because you can't give from an empty cup you have to fulfill yeah. yourself first and i'm horrible at it and i yeah. fully admit it cool well admitting it's first step right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> nice awesome well those are some great tips tanya thank you so much allison how about you yeah so i had a significant shift in this perspective when my husband died yeah um is my business important? Absolutely. Is my family important more so than my business? Absolutely. Um, but the end of the day, we print t-shirts for a living. Like nobody's going to die over a t-shirt. It's not the end of the world. So if I'm having a day and I need to step away or I decide now I'm going to grab my girls and we're going on vacation, you know what? The business will be there when I get back. The Mm t-shirts will be there when I get back. We have a tagline in the business that life is hard. T-shirts shouldn't be. And we can take that to marketing all different aspects. But (laughs) I mean, there is so much in this life. And I think as a society, a lot of people have learned that more and more with COVID. I learned it when my husband died five years ago. But um, I think with COVID, it's helped with people's perspective. That at the end of the day, we're selling t-shirts and promotional items. Nobody's life is going to be catastrophically changed because we didn't get the right color blue on that t-shirt. <laughs> I love it. So perspective. Well, the other thing, sorry, the other thing yeah. that we did starting this year is we changed our hours. We're not open to the public all the time anymore. Yeah. We are open to ourselves and by appointment from nine to three. And then from three to six, Monday through Thursday, people can come in. And on Fridays, it is, we're, we're closed to do production from nine to noon and from noon to three. Otherwise it's by appointment because we found that we were having a lot of people just come in, want quotes or just chit chat and we weren't getting anything done. Yeah. And with the amount of people who don't want to work, 
we have a smaller workforce and we were all getting stressed out. And we were like, again, we make t-shirts or yeah. we print cups or something like that. And it was affecting all of our mental health. And yeah. so we had to make that change. That's awesome. That's awesome. Also perspective and then, you know, taking action to, okay, what's going to, what's going to make this easier and, and adjusting your hours and, and being more clear mm -hmm. on that. That's awesome. All right, Christine, what about you? Ah, uh, balance. <laughs> balance. Yes. The challenging <laughs> subject for, um, most well, <laughs> here's what I have found. I have, like I said earlier, I have a tendency to be attracted to working all the time because yeah. that's where I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. So my thing is kind of, okay, how can I do things that let me still be comfortable, but maybe aren't working? So like I became a sous chef at Promo Kitchen because I like what they do. So I can still do things that I feel confident in doing, but I also I'm interacting with other people and, you know, yeah. having more personal time as opposed to work time. Um, other than that, really the biggest thing for me, I don't make t-shirts or cups. We don't really, I, I make words mostly <laughs> is, is what I do. Yeah. But um, the thing that I think has been most helpful for me is just realizing that sometimes it's not going to be balanced and it doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah. That there's nothing wrong. If I'm building a life that is working for me, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And but also being aware that if there are reasons that I'm maybe a little hesitant to meet new people or, you know, there are reasons that I might be avoiding relationships or whatever it is. Okay. Then I need to take the steps to figure those issues out so that I don't keep doing that, yeah. which a lot of people use work to avoid issues that maybe they don't want to deal with. So that's something that if you find that you're working all the time, you might want to look at. Yeah. I Just love it. Saying. That's perfect. Wow. You guys, this has been completely <laughs> incredible. What uh, just massive amounts of tips and, and great information. So I'd like to kind of close with this. If you guys would uh, each share something that's new and good in your world, and then kind of leave us with how people can connect or find what you all have going on. So uh, Christine, can I go back to you, please? What's new and good in my world? Um, I'm going to be writing for Applique Getaway this year. I'm also in talks to write for another new publication, but we're still talking, so I can't say anything more than that. Okay. Um, and Applique Getaway will be July 15th through 17th in Irving, Texas, and I'm so excited about that. And um, there's a bunch of new designs at Linny Penny, so if you haven't been over there, you should go over there. And where can you find me? Linny yes. Penny, Applique Getaway, Women in Garment Decoration, Women in Business, ChristineShreve.com. Nice, nice. <laughs> and Christine, the, the the Facebook group, I think, is probably a great place for, for women mm -hmm. to come. And so I don't have the link. I, I don't have Eric here to, to make me look good. But um, <laughs> if <laughs> you just search it, Women in Garment Decorating, right? Is that what you would Yes, search? Women in Garment Decoration. Decoration. Um, on Facebook, if you search that, you'll find us. Um mm -hmm. And I love Ramona says, Christine, I have my round trip ticket already. For, <laughs> for I love it. Away. There Yay, we go. Ramona. Yay, awesome. All right, excellent. Thank you so much, Christine. Tanya, how about you? Um, well, as of January 1st, the Visual Identity Vault is woman-owned, which is weird and somewhat terrifying. And it's not like he's disappeared, but it's 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 just weird. Yeah. Um, so that's it's exciting too. We changed our logo. We're changing our look to be a little bit more feminine, not that it's all about women, but our look was very masculine before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could be found on at the visual identity vault on Facebook, Gracie B doodle designs, and also Gracie B doodle designs on Etsy. Awesome. Wonderful. Excellent. We'll get over there and connect and, and congratulations on that, that change. Thanks. Allie, how about you? Yeah, so we have a lot of exciting things coming down. We've got some contract negotiations that I can't talk about yet, but they're exciting and fun and will help the business continue to grow. Um, as far as finding me, I am at Long Beach. This is not my normal setup. I'm in an Airbnb uh, with a group of eight other uh, individuals in the industry. And so we're kind of masterminding and having a good time. Um, so I am in Long Beach. If you're in Long Beach, I'll be on the show floor today and find me, uh, hit me up. 
uh, definitely find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. LinkedIn has my link tree, so you can find all my different contact information and all of that. Um, or you can email me, Allison, one L, A-L-I-S-O-N, at mosdinc.com. Um, awesome. Facebook, and, and uh, I don't use my maiden name for any purposes other than for old friends to be able to find me. So on Facebook and LinkedIn, it's Allison Dark Van Holzer, if you're looking for me. There you go. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And uh, I just noticed that I didn't, I ran out of time. And so maybe if you guys have a chance to head over to the, the Facebook page and reply, Lisa had a question here when we were talking about uh, getting a family. How do you handle the man that asked to get a family discount? I agree. It has to be worth the time. So unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have time to, to cover all that, but uh, lots of great conversation. In fact, Jerry says, uh, even a guy relates to all this. So, uh, yes, we've all taken a ton of information from, from you guys. So we really appreciate your time. Thank you guys for being here and, uh, looking forward to, uh, catching up with y'all again soon. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron. Hi everybody. All right. Awesome. Wow. Uh, trying to just take all that in. I, uh, thank goodness these things are recorded. I can go back to it and, and (laughs) hear all about it. So wonderful stuff. Uh, Nate says, uh, there we go. Thank you for your input in the industry. Very useful information. Mo, thank you. Great information. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and thanks to all of them. Uh, let me hit a couple quick things that are coming up here on schedule for myself and Terry and Eric, just so you guys know what uh, where to find us. As I mentioned, Eric and Terry are out there at Impressions Expo as well. So you can go see Eric and Terry and um, Allie and, and all of the group there. So wonderful that uh, everybody's getting out there and, and checking out the show. Um, so, uh, tomorrow Terry will be uh, presenting a seminar there at impressions expo on January 22nd, which is tomorrow. Everything you hear about DTG printing on the internet is wrong. So, uh, you can still sign up for that. If you go to impressionsexpo.com. and then Terry also has his complete screen printing business course happening at workhorse products in Phoenix. And that's happening February 19th through the 20th. So, uh, if you are somewhere cold, uh, get a ticket to go to Phoenix. It's beautiful in February, February 19th through the 20th. The springtime is, uh, I used to live in Phoenix, so the time of year that I miss being there is is right now. <laughs> but uh, Terry did mention that the class is filling up fast, so um, check that out over at terrycombs.com. And uh, he's got a couple of seminars coming up at the DAC show in Kansas City, February 25th. He'll be talking about specialty ink and how to use them properly. And then also on the 25th, he'll be talking about why is getting started in DTG printing so confusing. So clearing up that. Uh, And then he also has a class, his complete screen printing business course happening at Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago, Illinois on March 5th through the 22nd. So you can find all of this information, uh, check it out at terrycombs.com and uh, you can find all that information about what Terry's got going on uh, in about 26 minutes over here. Um, The half will be happening. I'm not sure if Eric's going to be able to make it or not. So it may be the quarter today, but uh, normally it's Eric and I with a wide open 30 minute Q&A session happening. No scripts, no outlines, no nothing, just answering listeners questions. Uh, If Eric doesn't show up, I may just put the link in for other people to pop in and join as well and just see what kind of a conversation we can have on on StreamYard. I can get 10 people on screen, so we'll see what we can do. I have a little bit of fun, but if you want to check that out, go over to liveosg.com. And you can uh, then uh, tune in and that's our YouTube page, or you can find it over at facebook.com forward slash our success group pro uh, either place, YouTube or Facebook. You can also search Eric, E-R-I-C-H Campbell.com and uh, not.com just Eric Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, I believe. Yep. There we go. Um, so tune in at any of those four locations there. Uh, you can also find it on my LinkedIn page. If you look for Aaron Montgomery on LinkedIn. So, uh, that's happening uh, coming up for me as far as getting out into the world. Uh, Dax, Kansas City will will be where I'm at uh, February 25th and 26th. And on that Friday, the 25th, I will be teaching a uh, half day workshop 
called Content Creation for the Modern World Front Door, uh, Your Online Presence. I think it's actually a slightly different name than that. But but the idea here is we're going to talk about how do we create content. So everything from the nuts and bolts of like what this is all about, what I'm seeing in front of me and that kind of thing. But also, how do you create a story? How do you, you know, plan and develop? How do you grow an audience? All, um, all of those techniques. And, and then I'm going to leave you with you actually recording right there on site your very own elevator pitch that you can take back with you and post it on your social channels, post it on your website, all that kind of fun stuff. So we're going to dive deep into that and, and spend some time uh, getting into content creation there. Um, and then the next day on Saturday, I will be teaching three pricing strategies to avoid and what to do instead. So really just a, a strategic look at, at pricing. Um, it's, pricing is definitely kind of a bit of an art, but if we do it right, we can we can bring in the data, we can bring in the science and 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 really make it valuable for, for ourselves and and then also find the right customers for ourselves based on our pricing. So we'll get into all of that. So I'm excited and I will be teaching those same seminars at the DAC Chicago Land Show April 22nd and 23rd. So that's what's coming up in the immediate future for me. And um, as far as Eric, he's out there at Impressions Expo. I'm not exactly sure what his uh, schedule is with the take up and all that stuff. But uh, if you'll go to ericcampbell.com, you can find all the information about what Eric's got happening. Again, he's got five sessions out there at Impressions Expo. So he is just knee deep in all of that. So if, if you don't see him, he's probably in the education. We believe that there is a complete wing uh, dedicated to Eric and his education on the embroidery front there. So make sure if you can find him, <laughs> get in, just sign up for one of his classes and that's where you can find him out there. Um, and he will also be at DAX teaching several courses and, and whatnot there. So um, that's where you can find Eric and... Uh, uh, Ramona, thank you. She says, I signed up with your class at Tinley Park. Awesome. Great, Ramona. I, I'm excited to, to see you again. So Kristen, thank you. Yes, it was a great show. Wonderful to have these amazing people here with me. Uh, I think that will do it. We are plenty in a bonus time here. So we have come to the close of another show. I'd really like to thank Allie and Tanya and Christine for their time and, and just incredible information, uh, just open, honest, really good tips that you can start putting to work today. So if you missed any of this, please go back and check out the replay or download it on the podcast side. But I uh, really appreciate Tanya and Allie and Christine's time today. Uh, excited to talk to them again in the near future. Uh, next week, we will be talking to Victor Pena, and he's going to be joining us to talk about building a millionaire brand and a growth mindset. So uh, excited to hear what he's got to share with us on that. But uh, until then, I'm Aaron Montgomery, and I'm sitting, <laughs> holding down the fort for Eric and Terry. So uh, when they get back, we will again be the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.